0: Hey everybody, it's your host Aisha. Uh, so we were sad about the end of Downton Abbey. It actually just uh, at recording time, it just ended last night, and um, it's been such a such an incredible show. We've been on a you know an emotional journey, if you will, and we thought uh, who better to um, sort of keep it going uh, than composer John Lunn, who did all of the music for the show. So we called John up. Actually, he called us and uh, we talked about the music. They actually have a, a CD that just came out with uh, highlights of the music from all six seasons. Anyway, just had a great time talking with John. He's a really nice guy, and uh, I think you'll enjoy this conversation. Whether you're a Downton fan or not, um, it's actually a really interesting look at what composing f- uh, just classical music on your own, as opposed to composing with a team and TV is like. If you do enjoy the episode, make sure to uh, subscribe to us and to rate and review us on iTunes, because it's what Lord Grantham would do. All right, enjoy the episode. I'm Daisha Clay, host of The Classical Classroom, a show where experts teach me about classical music. I used to know very little about classical music, and now I'd like to think that I know slightly more than very little. What I have learned is that classical music isn't the obscure, static art form that I thought that it was. In fact, it's a dynamic force that's doing amazing things in the world right now. Welcome to a Classical Classroom sub-series, Music Works. We'll go behind the scenes at concerts, hear amazing artist stories, and look at all the ways that classical music is working in the world today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Classical Classroom Music Works episode. I'm your host, Dacia, and here with me today is composer John Lunn. John is a Scottish composer, probably best known to our listeners for his score to Downton Abbey, for which he received two Primetime Emmy Awards. He's written for many other TV shows, including The White Queen, The Grantchester Mysteries, and The Lady Vanishes most recently. Um, He's also written operas and a violin concerto. Uh, If you're a Downton fan, you'll be glad to know that the two-CD Downton Abbey The Ultimate Collection is out now, hot off the presses, and it's got music featuring highlights of all of the seasons, all six seasons. John Lynn, welcome to the classical classroom.
1: Hi, hi. Very pleased to be here.
0: So, where in the world are you today?
1: I'm in London. Um, I've been sort of based here for about 30 years.
0: Oh, I, did, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm originally from Glasgow, but, you know, I, I, I came down here about 30 years ago and, and I've hardly moved since. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so, as of now, the season, like right now, we're recording the season finale. Yeah, actually, the series finale of Downton Abbey aired just last night. Yeah. So now that uh, Downton is over with, I assume that you'll be going back to uh, your band, Man Jumping.
1: I no the one that I uh, no that <laughs> band um, that that band I uh, dissolved about. Oh my god twenty seven years ago,
0: really, yeah, That's, it sounds so great, so contemporary like a, yeah it used, did I mean it was, was a, like a lot of electronica, Brian Eno was into it yeah
1: i mean we we were signed to brian Eno's record label Um oh. it, it was, a, it, was a, it was a it was a it was a really great band, but we were seven men, all uh-huh. composers, all heterosexual, all with giant egos and <laughs> and after, and after after four years on the road, we all hated each other.
0: Oh no! This is terrible. So you guys would did you like go around and play festivals, clubs? Yeah,
1: I mean, we yeah we were we were pretty big in Britain and Europe, you know, in Uh the in the eighties. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, but that was but you know, it was a it was a really useful exercise. I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't you know I hadn't gone through it.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about how you got to that point. Like, I know didn't you attend MIT? Yeah, a-
1: I, I I studied music at Glasgow University. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I, I went to university rather than music college because I suddenly found, at 18, I found myself more interested in how music was put together. And I'd also kind of made up my mind that music wasn't just something that people, you know, performed. It was also something that people created. Yeah. And then, uh, and that was a great time. And I went to study, I went for a year to MIT and studies the sort of use of computers, uh, you know, with music. It was a very early days. This was this was actually 1980, I think, so it was very early. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that was incredibly useful, you know, met some really interesting people there. Um, and then it came back to uh, Glasgow, then came down to London, was in that band, Man Jumping, and ended up writing a lot of music for modern dance companies like uh, Ballet Romburn, London huh. Contemporary Dance Theatre, and from there it was just a kind of one step into, you know, writing for for television and films.
0: Well, yeah. How did that How did that happen? You have written for for both film and TV. That was was TV. Did that come first?
1: Uh, actually, the TV was the first thing. I, I had a little bit of a stroke of luck. Um, somebody had been fired on a job and I sent a cassette to the producer. It just happened to land on his desk <laughs> on that very day. You know, it's one of those stories. And uh, nice. and he liked it. And, and, of course, it was a bit easier in those days because, uh, you know, the budgets weren't quite so tight and uh, and there was a lot more time. Mm-hmm. It was easier to take a chance in those days on Sunday. And he gave me a chance and... Kind of, that was it. You know, I took it and, haven't, you know, I haven't really looked back.
0: Well, and what was that first gig like? I mean, were you still using electronic instruments? Were you using traditional classical instruments? A um, bit of both. How did that go down?
1: A, a bit of both, yeah. I mean, okay. we used a... a did, God, did we use a computer to even write it? I don't mm. think we even used a computer to... What, to, what show was that for? It was called The Gift... Okay. I mean, you'd never hear it. It was a BBC one, you know, just a ninety-minute one-off, you know, little film. Yeah. It was actually based in Scotland, the little film. So we did. It was a combination of electronic and real instruments.
0: Huh. Interesting. And like, like how was that process different than what did you did you write the the operas that you've written and the the violin concerto? Before you came to this, or? no,
1: no, they were going kind of going on at the same time. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, and how is
0: it different writing for TV as opposed to just writing for yourself or, or writing for a commission for a company?
1: Uh, the TV is a lot better paid, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, uh, you know, you can. Uh, but you know, there's so many different facets of contemporary music in the classical world now, you know, yeah. I'm not actually sure anymore which category I, I, you know, I sort of fit into. In fact, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I've discovered um, recently is that I've done so much different different music and different styles that I've, if somebody asked me to do something of my own devices just for a concert piece, it's funny, I've got no idea what I do because, you know, I've done <laughs> classical music, I do Downton abby I do lots of electronica you know it's yeah. kind of i'm not sure you know that, i mean that's that's a kind of a slight weird thing that's happened to me that i wasn't really expecting
0: you know that's interesting it, it kind of reminds me of um of uh being an actor like you play so many roles so many yeah. different like f- for each job that you get you you put on this new clothing. yeah
1: that's not you and yeah. then, Yeah. And what? Who, what? What is you? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of happened to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do what do you find yourself going back to? Like, who were your initial influences, and like, who do you find yourself listening to now?
1: Um. The, these days, I I'm still a massive fan of Miles Davis. Oh. Uh, Duke Ellington. I listen to quite a lot of jazz. I listen to a lot of you know American funk. You know things mm-hmm. like Sly and the Family Stone. Big fan mm-hmm. of Joni Mitchell. Absolutely love Joni Mitchell. You know, and then you know lots of you know lots of classical. You know lots of classical. Love Bach, Chopin. Mm-hmm. I try and play a piece of Bach every day on the piano. Really? Yeah. Just.
0: What do you what, what Bach are you playing right now?
1: I'm playing the B minor uh, Prelude and Fugue from Book Two.
0: Oh, nice! Nice. What? what draws you to that what draws you back to bach I, you every know day?
1: i can we when i was at university we we hated it at the time but we used to have to do a fugue in the style of bach we, we had to do two a week mm-hmm. you know in term time we used to kind of swear about having to you know do it and and but it <laughs> it was an incredibly good exercise you know because yeah. bach was like the foundation certainly the foundation of most sort of western harmony you know including jazz Mm-hmm. And kind of you know, so I had incredibly good grounding in in harmony, and that actually that's what makes it easy for me to write music in any style because I can kind of understand how the harmonic structure of it works.
0: Uh huh. You kind of you kind of have a, a good a good grasp of that like basic, foundational yeah the 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 components of music yeah. Well, we, we have to, of course, given the fact that Downton just ended last night, we've got to spend some time
1: yeah, talking yeah.
0: about your work on that show. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. So
0: I know that, that when you first started this, nobody uh, necessarily expected for it to turn into this this giant uh, six-season sort of phenomenon that it was. What was it like first going on to the set? What was um, What are your memories of that, I guess?
1: I I was offered the job. I think they'd already they were halfway through filming because the music's the, virtually the last thing that goes on, and, and it's usually the you know it's, everything's been filmed and it's just you know it's been edited the film's been edited, so it's quite normal for the people to be thinking about the music, you know, mm-hmm. as they're filming things, you know, and so I, I was never on set for the first, one, but what we did do was when the final episode of series one was aired here in Britain this was before it went out in America but it was it was massive here yeah. I mean we thought it was going to be we, it, they had a kind of party for the the screening of the final episode and I kind of and that's when I met everybody then ah, okay. because up until then I you know I was just literally working with the, the producer and the director and the executive producers you know I hadn't met any of the cast
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but then for series two and we, we knew then how big it was going to be because the series one had gone out in America. Yeah, I did go on set a few times. There was a, there was some music that had to be organised. But there was one bit where Lady Mary sings a song, and Edith was playing the piano, and she was mime. Edith was miming to me actually playing the piano, and then there was I had to play the piano for Shirley MacLaine as well. <laughs> she she came to sing a song, and so you know I got on set. Quite a bit, actually. Certainly in series two uh-huh. and three, which is unusual. It's unusual for me ever to go on a set.
0: But your music became such a—I mean, it's just inextricably linked with with yeah. that whole the mood of the show, and and you know, I mean that 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 theme song, yeah, is just. It's so perfect. Uh, I remember the, watching the first episode, and there's the the train coming in, and the and the music sort of sounds like a train coming in.
1: I mean, it, it all it, virtually most of the music comes from that very very first scene. Yeah, you know, with the train and there's Bates looking out the window, kind of lonely man. You know, yeah. the clouds, the the telegram carrying the information that the the air to. Downton Abbey has been drowned on the Titanic, and then you know the harmony kind of opens out. You know at the end when you get this beautiful shot of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all it all came from 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 that from that first scene.
0: I don't really know how television work. I've I've talked with a film composer before, and I kind of have an idea of how that works. How is TV different? Like, did you, did you get small segments of the show along the way? Or? It's
1: exactly the same as a film. Okay. it's exactly okay. the same i mean you I'll, I'll get an episode that's what we call locked i.e the the pictures are not going to change you know the dialogues all the timing because the music's all about the timing you
0: mm-hmm. know
1: moving between scene and also in downton in particular it's very carefully choreographed underneath the dialogue mm-hmm. um so you know i need to have the finished Picture basically to work to, and then you know, I just improvise to the pictures, I never switch the dialogue off, I always compose to the picture, so I'm kind of improvising, you know, just and responding to what mm-hmm. I see. You know, I've got quite good at kind of telling, you know, I think one of the things that makes a composer is somebody kind of almost kind of improvising, but you know, has the ability to be able to latch on to know when they've got something, you know, good. Yeah, they 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 can make something of, and I think I've got quite good at that now. I can, I can tell when I've got the bare bones of an idea.
0: That that's interesting because it kind of makes me think about you know you were saying you're a fan of uh, Miles Davis and various jazz musicians and and jazz very much comes from that that. Uh yeah, very responsive. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Know. It's a, it's like a musicians responding to each other or to a, you know like a really basic sort of skeleton of an idea and then improvising from that.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of but, I mean that's like really. I mean that's kind of what I'm, you know, I'm doing. Yeah.
0: So they gave you like a big chunk of of the show. The whole I and would get the fu- just said I'm, go to town. Yeah, episode. <laughs> uh,
1: well, not quite. <laughs> um, I get an episode by episode, and um, you know I I'll be given a chance to look at it. Uh-huh. Uh, then I'll have a meeting with the you know director, executive producer. We'll go through the whole episode, work out where we want music, mm-hmm. and what the music should be doing. You know what? Yeah. What do they want the music to be doing? What are we not seeing in the pictures that you know the music needs to do? Because it's part of the storytelling, really. The music.
0: Yeah, it sort of marks the moments, paints the, uh, it sets the tone, the yeah. mood for so many yeah. things. Yeah. Even before the action does or the story does.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What was it? What was it like working with um, Julian Fellows?
1: I mean, uh, he's fin- Julian's fantastic. We we don't actually have that much contact he doesn't really get involved with the music i think mm. he'd be the first to say that his music's not possibly one of his strong points <laughs> 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 um I mean, you know we've had some really nice conversations you know yeah. about it and, and you know and we you know we know each other well and we, but we mainly meet up at kind of you know events like you know parties or stuff like that he doesn't it doesn't tend to get it's really the what we call here probably the showrunner or the the executive producer gareth neem um it's really him and i that that do the music
0: okay so and and what are those conversations like like give me give me an example of of what something you and gareth would talk about when he he wants this particular kind of music what does he say to you
1: I mean, it's kind of, sort of slightly changed over, over the years. I think we, when we um, first started, um, he mentioned, uh, well, well, actually, before I'd written anything, he, he mentioned uh, the West Wing. He wanted, that, you know, something kind of, you know, something a bit, music a bit like that. And it, huh. and so I, first of all, I thought, well, I thought I was going to be a bit more political. There was going to be a bit more conflict between upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. And that I was going to have to, you know, have a kind of, upstairs sort of tone and a downstairs sort of tone. I mean, it didn't work out like that at all. In fact, mm-hmm. I haven't really, treat. I haven't consciously treated upstairs and downstairs, you know, any differently. I mean, people, you know, fall in love whether they're upstairs or downstairs.
0: Well, and that's kind of a big point of Downton is, is yeah. well, and, like the show is set in a period, for those listeners who don't know, where the aristocracy and society is is really kind of in transition exactly. like this whole upstairs downstairs structure that has held for so long is is beginning to break down
1: That's right. Um and you know but but you really in the end the long run the music's kind of been about l- love and romance actually which mm-hmm. I you know, I kind of sort of took me by surprise. I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. Uh, there's also comic moments as well. Again, I wasn't expecting that. Um Either, and I don't think any of us were. That just kind of happened by accident, yeah. And then we sort of realised that actually the comic music was working quite well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you did you write for individual characters? Like, did you did you have uh, sort of light motifs for them?
1: I'd like motifs for the relationships between characters. You oh, know, for the relationships. Yeah, for them. the relationships. Yeah.
0: What's a What's an example?
1: Well, you know, I mean, there's Bates and Anna. I've got several, you know, themes. Uh, Matthew and Mary, obviously. Mm-hmm. The house actually was the only one. The house has kind of got its own, you know, sort of theme, you know, which yeah. I kept on coming, you know, sort of coming back to. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, Ma- Matthew and Mary had. You know many tunes because they went through quite a gamut of emotions, and so did Bates and Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I tended to think of them, you know, as you know, as sort of relationship thing themes.
0: I've read that the relationship between uh, Mary and Matthew was one of your favorite things to write for, or one of, like you liked the music that you came up with. For, for their relationship better than others
1: uh yeah I did there was a, there was a, a sort of uh, I think it was in series two there was a really big um, moment on a train station where she says goodbye to him and he's going back to the first world war and I the um the this on well, this is actually an example of, of what Gareth might say to me um they wanted the audience to think that not only was Mary saying goodbye to him but that we were as well uh-huh. that, that he wasn't going to come back huh. and that was quite a challenge because there's also kind of there was a kind of romance between them and it was also quite sad that, that the you know they weren't together and there was a lot of unspoken stuff going on you know in the scene that you know that the music really had to you know convey Actually, I, I, I wheel that scene out quite often if I'm giving a lecture. You know, I play it, it's one of those scenes I play without the music, uh-huh. and then I play it with, just to show <laughs> that- what a difference, you know, the music can make.
0: And did you know that when you were writing that sort of goodbye music to Matthew, that it was like musical foreshadowing, or had, had, you, had that been revealed to you yet?
1: No, that was, that, uh, well, we, I knew he was coming back, but they wanted the audience to think that he wasn't. Okay. So uh,
0: But but ultimately I mean he goes away forever.
1: Yeah ultimately, yeah he took yeah and he as I've famously said ah. he took he took my best tunes to the grave with him. <laughs> the tunes <laughs> I've told him that myself. <laughs> <laughs> How <great>. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> who
0: was who was um I don't know. What was your what was your favorite experience writing on the show? I mean, there are so many things like uh, uh, writing for Maggie Smith. What?
1: Yeah. Or uh, did you have
0: interactions with her um, or write specific music for her?
1: Uh, yeah. The whole comic thing. Um, the music. Uh, it did happen by accident. I think it was in episode one of series one. There was a scene where um, there was some sort of noise that they couldn't get rid of in the rec- in the recording of the. Of the dialogue, and I think they decided, well, let's have some music to kind of try and, you know, sort of scrub over it. And it was a funny scene in the kitchen with Mrs. Patmore and Daisy, I think. Uh-huh. And so I wrote this thing, and it was kind of, you know, and it was kind of this pizzicato sort of string thing in it, and it, it did really actually kind of work with the with the pace of the, of the cutting. And so then we kind of realised that you know the humour of the of, of the whole show is actually going to be quite important and um and so i became more involved you know in the the sort of time and of course the the thing about comic music um is it's absolutely about the timing Mm-hmm. You know, about where you have a chord and how the, you know, the kind of harmony in the way and the payoff, you know, in the chord and the way, the way that that works. And that's got to be, you know, totally, you know, involved with the dialogue. You yeah. know, so you kind of, you know, so uh, yeah, in those scenes, I am, um, you know, I have to, I watch it over and over and over again. And if the acting's not very good, you know, I, you can get bored very, very quickly. <laughs> Because uh-huh. <laughs> you, know, let's think. Oh, you, know, you end up saying, "Oh, please don't say it like that again." And <laughs> and uh, but you know, but of course with Maggie that never happens. You know because right. her timing's just so stunning.
0: So I'm interested too. I was just thinking about the fact that that you know when you first started doing this show, I guess it was six years ago, yeah. and 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 then. So you have grown over those years as a composer, not only and just because you know you've gained experience, but you've also developed. I'm assuming relationships with these characters, with the actual you know people on set. How do you, how would you compare, I guess, your John Lund season one to John Lund season six?
1: Hey, I, I... know, it's a big question. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, well, i have certainly a lot more confident. I've got ve- very close to, you know, some of the actors and uh-huh. the people, uh, you know, not just the, the actors, but, you know, the, the whole post-production team. And it's been... I, I quite like the, the whole concept of a of a team working together. Yeah. You know, in the classical world, the composer is... Kind of put on this sort of pedestal, um, and you should, it's quite—it's quite a separate thing, you know. Even if you're working with an orchestra as a composer, mm-hmm. you always feel, you know, it's, there's always a slight antagonism between composer and an orchestra, mm-hmm. and that in film that doesn't really happen, you know. You're all kind of—you're all part of a team working to make this thing the best thing it possibly can be. And actually, you know, I quite like that. I mean, they a lot, you know, a lot of the actors have been really uh, friendly towards me. I think they, bo- I think they realise, you know, just what a, what a big part of the, the whole show the music, you know, has been. Um, yeah. So that's been nice because that's quite unusual. You know, quite often I'll turn up to a cast and crew screening for something, and nobody will have any idea who I am because I've never <laughs> been on set. You know, uh-huh. not with Downton.
0: Yeah, with them you've you've been really close. That's, yeah, that's really cool. And and do you think that that, that sort of having tight knit relationships with with the cast and crew, having developed that over six years, do you think that's that's had an effect on your composition for the show?
1: I'm not sure if it's made that much of a difference in what I'd write, but mm-hmm. I mean it's certainly given me a you know a, a kind of confidence to sort of try things. You know, I'm not afraid to try things out. Yeah. And also, I'm not. A f- but if they don't work, you know, I'm I'm not th- that unhappy about you know trying something else. Um, mm-hmm. But I d- I do have that kind of confidence to sort of try to c- kind of go out there and kind of you know try for something kind of slightly different.
0: Yeah. Whereas you might not have had that. At the very might beginning. not have had that. Yeah. Huh. Well, and one thing that you you sort of touched on a second ago that we haven't talked about is the the instrumentation for the show. What kind of uh, Instruments were you working with? What, what size of orchestra did you work with?
1: Well, we had like a small um, string ensemble. Well, not small, small. I think it was 32, 32 uh-huh. string players. I, I just had the uh, this feeling that we needed... A, I find that strings work incredibly well under dialogue. You know, there's quite a lot, lot of dialogue in the show. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew I had to be careful about how we were going to make the sound work. The music was going to have to be powerful but you know we wanted it to be you know, what's so what's so great about string ensemble is it's very very flexible you know it can be very powerful kind of quiet but mm-hmm. also you know you can really you know expand and blossom out um i play the piano myself i've played all the piano on all on all the seats all the episodes oh, really? yeah
0: that i did not know wow that's crazy yeah
1: i've um It's partly because um, I just know how I want it to be played.
0: So why tell someone else to do it? Yeah,
1: and and you know actually, there's most classical pianists who I've heard attempt to do it are all they're just just too polite. Mm -hmm. You kind of they always play that you know that beginning as if it's like you know Mozart or something. You know it needs to be (laughs) it needs to be more Elton John. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I think that's a perfect place to stop. Well, actually, no, I have one last question for you, and that is, what, what are you working on right now?
1: Um, I've just finished the second series of Grantchester, uh-huh. um, which is another PBS uh, show. Um, I'm, and then I'm doing another series of The Last Kingdom, which was a BBC America show about Vikings and Saxons, which is, and then another series of The White Queen yeah so yeah it's um i i'm I'm doing a lot of returning series at the moment i don't know quite how i'm going to fit them all in and then (laughs) there's talk of a downton movie oh really yeah
0: that's cool i mean it's
1: not definite but yeah i mean at the moment everybody's working you know on it to try and get it going it's not finished i'm afraid (laughs) (laughs) it's not over (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 it'll
0: never be over you know this is starting yeah. to sound like an American series we just like yeah, I've always yeah. liked about yeah. British series that they they sort of uh, they keep things brief like some of my favorite shows have been British shows because they're they just they go out on a high note
1: yeah like three yeah, yeah.
0: seasons, you're done. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, well, the six seasons is what is the most I've ever done.
0: Yeah, that's that's really long for a British series. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. with American shows, they'll go on for nine, ten seasons. Yeah, long past, and and it's just like oh, well, okay. if, if there's
1: money to be made, I suppose, You know right? It's just yeah.
0: But yeah, Downton is turning into one of those uh, American things. But thankfully, it's it's. It's managed to say good the entire time. I think I think it's
1: a good time to, to, to leave.
0: Yeah, I think they timed it. They timed it well. Yeah. Well, John, it's been really great to talk to you. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure.
0: Well, well, good luck in uh, your future adventures, and if there's a Downton movie, we look forward to hearing more of your music.
1: Yeah, thank you. Take care.
0: Okay, everybody, that does it for this episode of Classical Classroom. For more Classroom, go to houstonpublicmedia.org slash classroom. You can also follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud. Email me at dclay at houstonpublicmedia.org. Thanks today to audio producer Todd Lord of toddington Holslander, for making us sound good. Thanks to editor Mark DeClaudio for his piercing, surprisingly lifelike eyes. Many thanks to composer George Heathco for our MusicWorks theme music. Find out more about George and hear some of his music at georgeheathcomusic.com. Thanks to John Lund for being here today. Thanks to me for saying words, but most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you next time.